good Tuesday evening and welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Tuesday Night Flight. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG sitting in solo on this February 14th. Um, most people are celebrating Valentine's Day and everything and, you know, I didn't know what the rest of the junkies had. So I was like, hey, you know, you got something planned, don't worry about the night, I'll sit in solo. Whether you got to work, you got to do the parent thing, you got to adult. Oh, yeah, I was celebrating Valentine's Day with the one you love. Me, I'm not a Valentine's Day celebrator. February 14th has special meaning, but it's not Valentine's Day. Today is my big sis, Valerie. It's her birthday. And every year on February 14th, I try to do a show and I try to always let the public know. And I let her know in private how special she is to me because she's one of the reasons I am who I am today. Um, I'm where I am today and I'm forever grateful for her from now until eternity because the things she did for me when she didn't have to greatly appreciate it. You know, when I needed a job, she, when I needed to switch jobs because my job was ending, she looked out for me, you know, and when I was working my first job and I needed to get up and get to work at 5 a.m., she made the sacrifice and made sure I got to work at 5 a.m. along with my mom. So my mom couldn't take me. She was like, no, nah, come over here and stay. I got you. <clears throat> and I did just that. And I got to work every day on time because of her. So forever grateful, as always. So happy birthday, big little sis Valerie. I hope you enjoying, you enjoyed your day. And you got everything that she was looking for that you wanted. And you know, we 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 a little older, so I hope you got some rest too. <laughs> so now this is our first show since the Super Bowl. And we came to you on Sunday. We gave our predictions. I said it was gonna be a three-point game, but I thought it was gonna be a three-point game the other way. Now, Kansas City wins their second Super Bowl in what four years now? 38-35 over the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, a lot of controversy in this game. People say they say that wasn't a hold. Some people say it was a hold. Um, Bradbury said it was a hold. And then Juju took to Twitter today to kind of take a shot at Bradbury. And AJ Brown responded, you know, not liking it too much. Um, halftime show was pretty damn awesome, contrary to what others think. So I'll say that. Because it's so many people that were upset with the halftime show. And I'll get into that in a second. But they were upset with the halftime show for the dumbest reasons. But let's focus on this game. Now, if you look at this game, you say 38-35. Oh, it was a slobber knocker. No, this was, we thought this game was over in the first half. It was 24-14 to 14 at halftime. The Kansas City Chiefs came out and outscored the Philadelphia Eagles 24-11 to 11 in the second half. I, I don't know what it was. Patrick Mahomes, your Super Bowl MVP, he was 21-27, 182 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Pacheco, 15 carries, 76 yards. Mahomes had six carries and a touchdown. Mahomes had six carries for 44. McKinnon had four for 34. Um, Travis Kelsey doing Travis Kelsey thing, six catches, 81 yards in the touchdown. Juju gets his first Super Bowl victory, uh, seven catches in for 53 yards. On the flip side, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, 
27 to 38, 304 yards and a touchdown. Let me say this right now before I go on to the other stats. For anybody that didn't think that Jalen Hurts could play this game at a high level like he does, this game right here showed you. He went up, stood toe-to-toe with one of the best defenses in the league, and he still completed 27 of 38 passes for 304 and a touchdown. He also ran for three touchdowns. This dude accounted for 374 yards and four touchdowns, okay? That, that That's a lot. That's a lot. And he threw one to A.J. Brown. Um, That was the one that he threw. Uh, but he had seven, uh, 15 carries, 70 yards. Gainwell, 7 carries, 21 yards. Sanders, 7 carries, 16 yards. Boston Scott didn't get very many carries, 3 for 8. Uh, Devontae Smith, 7 catches, 100 yards, even. A.J. Brown, 6 for 96 in a touchdown. The Midnight Rider said he had uh, A.J. Brown catching two touchdowns. He got one out of the two. Uh, Dallas Goddard, 6 catches, 60 yards. Uh, local product, Zach Pascal, 2 for 11. Uh, defensively, this is supposed to be one of the best defenses in the league also with Philadelphia. They're number three all time this season in sacks. They got none. They did not get to Patrick Mahomes at all. We no, no, nothing, nothing. Um, team stats. The Eagles had 417 total yards to 340 by the Kansas city chiefs. The Chiefs outrushed the Eagles of 158 to 115. Uh, third down efficiency, 11 for 18 were the Eagles, and two for two on fourth down. They had the ball. <laughs> they had the ball. They ran to- 72 plays. They had the ball for 35 minutes and 47 seconds. <sighs> they lost the fumble. Um. Two punts each team, and Kansas City had two sacks on their um on, on, on Jalen Hurts. Um, very very entertaining Super Bowl. I thought it would go the other way. I thought Philly was just gonna romp like they normally do, but they did not, and that's okay because Philly's a young team, and they 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 can they can come back from this. But in order for them to come back from this. They're going to have to find themselves some new coordinators. And that says a lot because soon as this season was over, soon as everything was done, the the dust was settled, defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon is now the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Offensive coordinator, um, uh, 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 Shane Stetchin, is the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. It's crazy because you look at these this staff and you look at these guys and you say, well, who's going to step up? Who's going to make the, the transition into the new coordinator? Are they going to go out and find someone? You know? When you get this far into the season and things like that, you don't really have time to say, hey, I'm going to call this guy and bring him in for an interview. I'm going to call this guy and bring him in for an interview. You really don't because guess what? The new league year starts in March. If I'm not mistaken, the first day of free agency, let's see what that is. Let me pull that up. Um, First day of free agency. 
first day of NFL free agency 2023 is March 15th. That's the league new year. So we're looking at possibly a month, a month to try to get someone in before the league new year starts and free agency opens and you start bringing guys in, you know? So I'm I'm not saying this is the end of the road for Philly. I think Philly will be back yet again next year. I think Philly, as long as Jalen Hurts plays as well as he does, and nobody figures out the cheat code, because you still haven't really figured out the cheat code on Pat Mahomes. So no, but Jalen Hurts showed that he could pass the ball, run the ball, and he can move an offense. So as long as he keeps doing that and he keeps evolving, nobody's gonna figure out the cheat code. You know what's gonna happen? Philly's going to run the NFC East for at least another five to seven years, but everybody else is going to be on their heels too. So keep a lookout for that. As far as Kansas city goes, uh, it's rumored that Eric B is the top candidate for the offensive coordinator position here in Washington with the commanders. And me personally, I like it because I'm a big Eric B fan. I was a fan of his as a player, um, I'm a fan of his as an OC and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that he's not getting the same looks that Jonathan Gannon, D'Amico Ryans, uh, 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 Shane Stetchen, that these other coordinators got to be head coaches. I'm just shocked that it's been so long and he's been the top assistant for so many years like byron leftwich and they're not getting the looks to be head coaches you know it kind of doesn't sit well with me but however um i'm glad that they're in the league and they're not sitting home watching the league you dig what i'm saying so i'll say this um congratulations to the kansas city chiefs that's it and that's all i mean this is something No matter where you go, everybody on that team, when they introduce you, they introduce you as Super Bowl champ, such and such. Super Bowl winning, whatever, such and such. That's something nobody can take away from you. The money would disappear. You may lose the ring. You may have to sell the ring. You may have to auction it off, whatever. But that title of Super Bowl champion can never, never be taken away from you. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs um, and the Hunt family as well. Uh, as far as the Philadelphia Eagles, it's not the end of the road. It's not all over. This is going to be something that you see yet again, if not next year, the year after. Philly will be back to the Super Bowl. This is just Sometimes when you get a team like this that gets so close and they get so anxious and they lose, it 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 it, it gets that taste in their mouth that they gotta they gotta quench it, they gotta have it, and they're gonna do everything to do it, everything to get it. You know, Philly didn't spend a whole bunch of money for guys. I mean, they traded for AJ Brown, which was needed. Drafted Devontae Smith. You signed a couple uh, D linemen to fill out for injured players. I hope they bring everybody back. I hope they keep this team strong. And now this is coming from a Commanders fan because I don't want Philly, Dallas, or the Giants at half strength. I want you at full strength when we play. So when Washington does win, 
there's no excuse as to why Washington won. Oh, we wasn't at full strength. We didn't have all our people. I don't want to hear none of that. I want you at full strength. I want, I, I really wanted Philly to win the win the uh the Super Bowl because I wanted to come back the next season and hopefully open the season against Philly and beat the dog out of them. Just saying, just my thing. So, um, man, I I had so much that I wanted to get into and I can't even remember everything I wanted to get into, but I will say this: the NBA All Star Weekend is coming up. And granted, it's not like it used to be. It's not. Um, but I'm I'm kind of excited for it because it's just to see some young stars. You got some new faces coming into the All-Star game, and I want to see what All-Star Weekend is looking like. So we will talk more about that on Thursday. As far as the rest of tonight, before I go, I said I was going to talk about the halftime show of the Super Bowl. So many people were in their feelings about Rihanna performing the halftime show. Oh, she grabbed her crotch and smelled her fingers. Um, No. And somebody said, well, she did that. And it was so many kids watching. I said, okay, here's my thing. If you feel that she grabbed her crotch and she smelled her fingers and your kids were watching, why did you have your kids watching the performance? What she did in the performance alone is not her responsibility with your kids see. Okay. And I, my re- response was we watched MJ do it for years. Oh, well, look at what MJ did. What did MJ do? Hmm? Cause it's already been proven. He didn't do anything. So what did MJ do exactly? Yeah. You can't say anything. So many people were saying such vile and racist things. Um, I'm tired of, well, why couldn't they have, uh, a, a country band or why couldn't they have this and why couldn't Chris Stapleton uh, stay for the halftime show and side note Chris Stapleton my guy my guy you did the damn thing on that national anthem I gotta put that up there with Whitney which is probably the greatest national anthem in Super Bowl history now we do national anthem all time, I think it goes Marvin Gaye at the, what was that, the 84? Uh, either No, it wasn't 84. It couldn't have been 84. So it had to be 82 or 83 NBA All-Star game. Whitney Houston at Super Bowl 25, and I think Chris Stapleton is right behind that. Okay? Now, back to the halftime show. Uh, Rihanna did a very, very good job to say, you know, she was pregnant. She is pregnant. And she got her thing going. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And she performed 150 feet in the air. Somebody said it's giving Super Smash Bro uh, 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 vibes. And I loved it. I loved it. I watched the entire halftime show. Like I watched last year. Um, I did watch Justin Timberlake a few years ago. I was kind of in my feelings about it when he did his tribute to Prince. But that's another story for another time. But. I'm trying to think of a halftime show that everybody would love, but I'm like, you know, if you ranked every halftime show, nothing's going to top 2007. I believe it was, was it 2007? I think it was, it was 2007. It was down in Florida, Chicago versus Indianapolis. Indianapolis won the game. 
but halftime you had Prince performing and he performed Purple Rain in the rain on the symbol, on his symbol. Nothing tops that. Only thing that comes close is Michael Jackson in a desert in 93. That's the only thing that comes close. And Michael Jackson popped on stage. Boom. He stood there for seven minutes and 59 seconds. He turned his head quick one time. I swear, 25,000 women passed out. They, I swear. Go look at it. It's a, it's a record. 25,000 women passed out. Boom. Because he turned his head. And then he performed. Absolutely great. Amazing amazing but i don't know what everybody was expecting this year with the halftime show it was a good halftime i guess they were thinking over the top and they wanted to see pyrotechnics and all this i mean it's not i remember what, what year was that uh i want to say it was a couple of years ago when lady gaga she jumped off the stadium that was absolutely beautiful that was a good that was a good halftime show too but i don't know what everybody was expecting but the Amount of if you go anytime somebody says something about the halftime show, right? Just go read the comments and you'll see so many people that were upset. And then go look at the comments of the Super Bowl in general. And so many people that were upset because Shirley Ralph sung Lift Every Voice and Sing, aka the Black National Anthem. They couldn't understand why that was being sung. And I, I mean, I didn't get into it with people because I was like, I'm not going to educate you on something that we've been trying to educate you on for the longest. Oh, why do we have to have two national anthems? There's only one. And, you know, either you're American or you're not. OK, we've had this whole discussion since 2016 about the goddamn anthem. Why are we still having the same discussions? We talked about the anthem at nauseum on this show about the third stanza of the uh, of the national anthem when it was originally written that the part that they don't sing. That's very, very racist. We talked about that. And everybody still wants you to just stand up and put your hand over your heart and sing it. We can't sing it. I mean, you can if you want, but if I choose not to, that's on me. Oh, well, you're disrespectful. I'm disrespecting who? Hmm. I think somebody made a, a, a comment that the anthem needs to be revised. It, it needs to be updated. And I, I think that would be pretty, pretty, pretty good, you know. But the out, the fake outrage of, oh, well, it shouldn't be more than one anthem. It's, you know, either you're American or you're not. Well, it's kind of cool that you say that. But now on the on the flip side. What about all those times? that you've told people of color, go back to your country. You told black people, go back to Africa. You've told Hispanic people, go back to Mexico. You've told uh, 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 Arab people, go back to Islam. You know, what about all of those? And these are American born citizens. These people were born in this country. But you tell, you know, races get mad and say, hey, go back to your country. Well, this is my country, right? I was born here. I'm an American citizen. But they don't see it that way. And I know I'm getting a little political, but, you know, it has to be said. If you want unity, you have to listen. You you, you, you were giving you were giving 
two ears and one mouth so you can listen more than you speak. Okay. And I say that to say, if we listen to one another and hear each other out, sometimes disagreements, it's not about what's said, it's about the tone of voice. And sometimes we listen, ask questions, say, okay, I don't understand this. I don't understand why we have a black national anthem and a national anthem. And somebody explains it to you, and you say, well, damn, I didn't know that. And you take and soak that information in. And you can understand why people of color, not all, but a great majority don't really care for the national anthem very much. They don't stand for it. I'm one that I don't stand for. You can say it's un-American, but I haven't stood for the national anthem since 1998. It's, it's just what it is. So you can call me un-American. You can call me all of that. Here's my thing. When Cap was kneeling for the national anthem to bring light to police and uh, police uh, brutality, everybody said, well, you're disrespecting the flag. It had nothing to do with the flag. Well, you're disrespecting the military. It has nothing to do with that. You're disrespecting the anthem. It has nothing to do with that. And th th the thing is, those conversations right there, Keep saying it has nothing to do with that. This is what it has to deal with. This is what we're trying to bring light to. Oh, you're disrespectful to this one. You're disrespectful to people that serve for you. You're not listening. And a lot of that was fueled by somebody I consider a hate monger that wanted to keep division in the country. And they're still trying to do it. Here we are seven years later. They're still trying to keep that division in the country. You see what I'm saying? So, if we just listen to one another, we listen to the plights. If you have a question, ask the question. It's nothing wrong with asking questions because you'll never understand unless you ask questions. Now I'm going to get off my tangent and I'm going to say, hey, if you didn't like the halftime show, that's your opinion. I did. There's nothing wrong with not liking it. There's nothing wrong with you saying, well, I didn't care for it, whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. You could say whatever you want. OK, just don't be disrespectful about it. You don't have to be disrespectful. You don't have to be hateful. You don't have to be racist. You don't have to be none of that. Just say, hey, I didn't like it. I didn't care for it and leave it at that. There's no explanation needed. None, because that's your opinion and you're entitled to that. You didn't like lift every voice and sing. No explanation. Just say I didn't like it. You're entitled to that. OK, you say you didn't like the Super Bowl. You're entitled to that. Just don't be hateful and don't be disrespectful. You know, running theme here and around the sideline junkies office. Everybody love everybody. You know. That's it and that's all. But I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here because I, I burned your ears off enough with uh, Super Bowl talk and things of that nature. We'll come back on Thursday. Hopefully we'll have a full crew or somewhat of a full crew. Um, talk a little NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, we got so much NFL offseason to break down this offseason. It's going to be fun, but we got a lot of NBA to cover. We got a lot of uh, NHL, and we're going to have some MLB soon. So we got the major four sports getting ready to be covered all at once. So until then, I'm the big guy, KG. I don't do no overtime. I am out of here.